Painted Arrow podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. Well, howdy, howdy. It is October the 12th, and uh, I'm getting geared up to go on an elk hunting trip in Colorado, the second rifle season. And this is my this is gonna be my third year doing this. You know, I really I'm a big archery hunter. I love bow hunting. Um, but when I initially went out to, you know, plan my first ever elk hunting trip, the way that I looked at it was is that I wanted to I really wanted it to be pure. Like I wanted it to be ultra backcountry. I didn't want to see a lot of people. And from a lot of my research, you know. The hardest season to kill a bull in the state of Colorado is during the late season, and that just happened to be it. Just happened to be rifle hunting, and I didn't I, like I said I didn't want to see a lot of people. And from what my research showed me is that lots of folks go out there to archery hunt. The woods are packed that time of year, and of course you can you can get out there and have success and you know separate yourself from individuals and folks. But the reason that I wanted to go out there was to really have an experience, you know, and for me being unsuccessful for two years in a row, <laughs> I, I didn't plan that in my head, you know, I'm like, I, I can do this, I'm going to get this done in a year or two, well, here I am uh, going into 2020, and I haven't gotten it done, I've had opportunities, I've seen lots of bulls, and I'm pretty determined to get it done, just to prove to myself that, hey, this is something you can do, but you know, today's episode is going to be primarily, not primarily, it's 100% going to be about gear. I've kind of honed in on the things I really need, the things that are really important. I've done a lot of camping. Before I started doing lots of these trips out of state and having the funds to do so, in college I would do a lot of backpacking. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't like gear that gets into the outdoor industry and outdoor sports, uh, but I've really, really honed in the last two or three years on my gear setup. And today I'm literally going to go through, I'm looking at all of my hunting gear. Um, I'm leaving 10 days from now, if I didn't already say that. I'm leaving in 10 days to drive out to the great state of Colorado. We're going to shoot an elk. And uh, I actually have my really good friend, Chad Snyder. He's been on the podcast a few times. He's going with me. And um, we, we've been texting and calling every night and kind of kind of getting our gear lined out. But I'm, I have everything scattered across the floor here and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm literally going to grab each and everything, like everything. I mean, I'm literally looking at everything minus the food. And um, I've done a previous podcast on food where you can go and really hone in on, you know, personal preference really pays, plays a big deal there. So you can, you can, you know, what you're going to bring with you for food, but I'm going to talk about everything gear related otherwise. So I'm going to start with some of the bigger ticket items. And uh, and just go right down down the line here. So if you do hear some background noise, I'm li- I'm just gonna walk and pick things up because I speak a little bit better to things when I look at them and feel them. First off, here we're gonna start with the rifle. This year, um, I'm taking a 6.5 Creedmoor. The last two years, I've taken a 300 Win Mag. Didn't like that gun at all. Uh, this is a Bergara um, B14 HMR rifle. It's chambered in 6.5 Creedmoor, and I'm just gonna pick it up here. Uh, make sure it's unloaded and the safety's on. Uh, so 
real quick about this gun, I'm not going to go into a lot of depth, but I had a lot of people kind of like say, hey, Nate, 6.5 Creedmoor, that's not a big round. Don't shoot an elk with it. Well, I can put this bullet just about anywhere he want me to inside of, you know, say 350 yards. Um, like I'm, I'm very, very deadly accurate with this weapon. Um, I'm shooting a precision hunter round by Hornady. It's their ELDX is 143 grain bullet. It's enough to get the job done. And like I said, I'm very confident with it. I think that's a big, big deal. Um, the scope that I'm using this year, it's not, it's the same it's the same scope that I've been using. I really like it. It's a Vortex Viper, four to sixteen by fifty, and um, it's super clear. It's got good you know low light clarity, and um, I, I've had no issues with it. It shoots well. Yes, there's better scopes. Yes, there's worse scopes. Find something that works for you. This will be the first year that I am shooting with a suppressor. So GSL, we did a podcast with Greg Latka who is the, the owner and founder of GSL Technology, and uh, I have a multi-cal suppressor on this thing. I'm telling you what, folks, this this 6.5 Creedmoor shoots so, it shoots so smooth, and it's it just, it feels like a BB gun almost with that, with that suppressor out front, and I really, really like it. Um, another thing I'll just mention about this rifle, and then I'm going to keep going because i got a lot of product to go through here, but... Um, you know what? Actually, before I keep going, I just want to say that there's some of these products that I'm I'm sponsored by, like GSL. Um, literally nothing of the things that I'm going over here. I'm not getting paid to say any of these things. These are things that I have had for a long time or have just done a lot of research on. These are all things that I bought with my own money. I just want to be very clear about that. So um, I'm not being paid to say anything. This is purely the things that I've gathered over time. So I, I probably should have said that at the beginning. However, we're going to continue. So one of the things I really like about this this rifle, um, and you can look it up if you want to see a picture of it. It's, like I said, it's the Bergara B14 HMR. And HMR stands for hunting match grade rifle, which is basically saying it's a hybrid between, you know, like a, a benchtop rifle and a hunting rifle. It's heavier. It's like 10 pounds. Like my whole setup, suppressor, um, scope, I mean my my rifle harness and my gun, it's about 10 pounds, pretty heavy. Um, but the one thing I didn't like about the, the 300 Win Mag that I was shooting was a Kimber. I mean that thing, I couldn't get it still. Like if I was just going to like, you know, pull up my rifle and there's there an elk or a deer or whatever within 100 yards, I was so shaky with it. It was so lightweight. And when I had the suppressor threaded on the end of that barrel of my 300 Win Mag, I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get good, you know, groupings with it. So I'm trying this rifle this year. We'll see what happens. But one thing that I really like about it, like I was trying to say, um, there's this adjustable cheek piece on it that goes up and down. And it's just really, it's really versatile. You know what I mean? You can, you can use it for a bench top. You can use it for a hunting. It's just a great rifle and I like it. And I think that's what's key about rifles is that you just get something you like. Um, I mentioned I was using... Hornady 143 grain bullet. Usually, when I go out hunting, I'll take. Again, this is going to be a this is going to be a 10 day backcountry hunt, potentially nine nights. Um, I don't think it'll go that long, but it's potentially. Like I'm going to pack food, everything, like I'm going out to sleep for nine nights. That's a that's a long trip um, on anyone's watch. That's just a long trip to pack for because it's really heavy. You're, I mean, we're going and packing everything on our back. Usually what I'll do is I'll bring my gun holds five rounds, one in the chamber, four in the magazine. 
I'll bring double or triple that. I think triple is a little bit over, you know, you should be able to get done with one bullet, right? But, you know, sometimes things happen. You know, you got to think for self-protection, critters, you know, hopefully not people. But, you know, you want to you wanna have enough bullets that you can maybe miss a couple times and still feel confident. I would say 10 bullets, 10 rounds is plenty. Some people take way more. Some people take way less. That's just kind of what I've found, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. Moving on. That's the rifle. We're going to go to the pack next, some of these big key items. I'm just going to pick them up here. Uh, so this is the this is not like a super name brand or you know extreme pack. These things are this is the Cabela's brand multi day four thousand pack. It's like a sixty five hundred liter pack. I like it. It has a bow and rifle pouch sling. You can like strap your your weapon to the bag. I really like that. Um, and it's made for carrying meat. That's one of the biggest things you want to look for if you're going hunting. You don't want to just take, I mean, of course you can. I'm not saying you can't. You can make anything work if you're going with a super, like, cheap route, don't want to spend any money. But, like, if you're going to be a hunter, you know, you should you should get something that's going to, you know, that's going to work for you in, in multiple situations. So this specifically will carry meat. Basically the frame right behind your back, there's straps that separates the, the gear, right, your main holding pouch for, like, all of your things and your gear, your sleeping bag. That separates. So that goes out towards the back end, and then you can put meat quarters right behind your pack, right on your backside, and it actually will strap down. You can carry your, your gear in one on the end, and then your your meat goes on the inside. All this to be said, um, I'm probably not explaining this very well, but you want it to be able to hold meat. Let's say you shoot an elk and you have like your nice um, osprey backpacking backpack. It's going to work, but you're going to get blood all throughout your gear, and it's probably going to smell, and you're going to have to clean it when you get home, and you have to do these things anyway, even with this this pack that I'm looking at here. But it's it's not going to soil your gear, because you're going to have to put your gear back in, your tent, your sleeping bag, all these things, and hike them pack out of the mountain after you you know have harvested your animal. It's just made for carrying meat. That's, that's the main thing I want to kind of get across, is that you want to get something that's made to carry meat. So this, again, it's a... 6,500 or 65 liter multi-day 4,000 Cabela's pack. It's worked for me for three years. I like it. Nothing's really broke on it. And usually you can get away with a, a good warranty from Cabela's or a big corporate company. And you take it in there and say, hey, I broke this thing. And they'll usually help you out and get you a new one. Sleeping bag. I have uh, I've made mistakes with sleeping bags before. I have multiple sleeping bags. Uh, this is a winter hunt. I mean, last year we had inches of snow on the ground. And it gets down to single digits, no problem. You wake up, you wake up cold some nights. It just, it just happens. Um, this is a Kelty Cosmic Down zero degree long sleeping bag. I'm six three. Um, you know, I'm a basketball player. I'm pretty long and lengthy. I like some space, so I always get long uh, with any sleeping bag just because it, it, it provides more room. And typically, um, they're they're pretty narrow, right? Like what these are the the mummy style packs or sorry bags and they're just always really long and narrow so if you can get something bigger i think comfort is worth it in the back country so i have a um like i said kelty cosmic down zero degree long if you can get a negative degree bag more power to you it's going to be a little bit bigger but it's going to be warmer and i think that'll that'll work i have a liner um for two reasons it keeps your bag clean and it's a little bit warmer i have the reactor um, Thermarest reactor um, liner, and uh, it works pretty well. I used that last year. Um, I really upgraded this this last year on uh, the sleeping pad. 
<laughs> I've been sleeping on a sleeping pad that uh, wasn't made for the winter. And uh, after last year's trip, I remember specifically, you know, I do a lot of camping, but like specific, like ultra high, you know, high altitude, really cold temperature camping, like usually hunting is what gets me out there. Like I'm not going out camping just to camp in the winter. Like the only times I really go out and, and back back tent camp in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the winter is something to do with hunting. So all this to say that I, I, I bought a Nemo um, pad. It's called the Tensor Alpine Insulated Long and Wide. Like I said before, I'm big. I like my space and I sleep better. It's worth it to me, even if it's a little bit more weight. I can't tell you the how many ounces it is, but it's a sweet, sweet pad. Um, I used it with my buddy Chad um, when we were doing some uh, pretty early spring winter camping when we were doing some fishing up in uh, northern Michigan, and it, it did a really great job. It keeps you a lot warmer um, than something that's not insulated, and that's the keys. You want to get something that's insulated, so I love that. I love that thing. Um, pillows. I have a Nemo pillow. It's got a little bit of a, it's called a Philo, F-I-L-L-O. It's awesome. It's dope. I recommend it to a friend. Um, and then I also carry another pillow. People make fun of me because I have to sleep with the pillow between my legs, but that's just the way it is. Um, this is a little Sea to Summit Aero pillow, the ultra light large. It's, it's red. It almost looks like something that you'd take on an airplane. It's about that size. You know, it's about the size of a cereal box or maybe a little less, but I love it super super lightweight i mean it's maybe a couple ounces it's very very lightweight um so that's the second pillow i take usually when i do this hunting trip i'll take a a buddy with me um and what we've been doing there's there's many ways to skin a cat when it comes to sleeping you know you can sleep in a, a single man tent you know each man brings their own tent um or you can do like a, a some people just like to sleep out under the stars um you know I have been, traditionally, we take a three-person marmot. It's my marmot tent I'm holding here. It's called the Limelight three-person. And everybody knows that if a tent says it's a five-person tent, it's really a two-and-a-half-person tent. Like, they, I don't know why they do that. Um, they need to get, like, a, a redneck in there and say, hey, this is a two-man tent, not a five-man. But this is a three-person. So it's more like a two-person. It's got a vestibule on each side. And usually we'll split it up. So I'll take the sticks and, like, the footprint, and then somebody else will take the tarp or sorry, the the actual tent itself. And that's like 50-50 weight. It packs a little bit better. It's a little bit lighter. And, um, you know, it's it's just, it's it's it works. Everybody does it different. This is how we do it. Um, I think this tent is like, it says 5 pounds, 15 ounces. So it's about 2.5 pounds a person when you split it up. If you got three people, you can do the math. So that, that's been a really good tent for me. We've used that. It's a three-person tent. Or sorry, it's a three-season tent. Um, so it's not made for winter camping. I don't, I don't know. I can't sit here and tell you from experience that a four person tent, I'm so sorry, a four season tent is warmer than a three season tent. I can't tell you if that's true or false. I do know that it's made with higher grade materials made for wind resistance and, and colder temperatures, but are you going to stay warmer? I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe somebody can chime in and, and comment on that, like if it is or not, but that's how I've always camped in the middle of the winter. I mean, I've, I've camped in some cold conditions where the water bottle freezes in your sleeping bag and that's no lie so not in your sleeping bag but like next to your sleeping bag so next i have a tarp the reason i bring a tarp um you know you can sit on it um you can capture water with it if you were like 
dying and it was raining out or something. Um, but the main reason I like to bring a tarp is if you literally do kill an elk, you're going to need somewhere to put it when you're skinning it out. Um, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> uh, next, two headlamps. I always bring one that I love and one that I'm like not so crazy about. Use your headlamp a lot, you know what I mean? Um, some people like to bring a, a an extra light that like you hang in your tent. It kind of provides light for, I don't know, they just like more light. But instead of bringing a headlamp and a light, um, for bigger camping area, I, I just bring two headlamps cause I really like headlamps. So I have, uh, one's called a Fox Heli, F-O-X-H-E-L-L-I. The only reason I bought it was cheap on Amazon. It had a lifetime warranty. It's been working pretty good for me. It takes three AAA batteries. Um, I bought a new one this year. What's the brand of that? I can't remember right now. If I think of it, I'll mention it, but I love it cause it has a green, it has a blue and, um, and a red light and it flashes and it strobes and it, that one takes four AAA batteries um and i really like that man i can't remember the name of it hopefully i remember um AAA batteries i usually bring like let's say like i said your your headlamp takes four AAA batteries i'll bring i'll, I'll put four new batteries in my headlamp and then i'll bring eight additional as backup does that make sense one pair for in it currently and then two backup pairs because you use your let your light a lot especially if you know you, you shoot an elk 8 p.m and you're, you're going to be skinning all night long it's good to have lots of you know headlamps sorry it's good to have a lot of headlamp juice stowed away for uh for a rainy day next i have two different really long um, paracord um, loops here and I don't have like a piece of plastic that I wrap around. I just make a nice bundle and wrap the, the paracord around it. And you use these for a lot of things. You know, rope is so versatile. There's a hundred things you could use it for. But the main reason I take it, uh, there's two main reasons. One is to hang my gear at night, my food uh, in the tree. Because um, you don't want bears getting at it or any other critter out there. So... That's one reason, so you want to make sure it's long enough for that. And the other reason is if you were to shoot an elk or, you know, anything, if you're hunting deer, you're going to want a way to hang it up um, to debone it or let it air out, cool down, and uh, paracord is extremely important. So I take two 50-footers, 100 feet total, and that does a really good job. Um, Next on the list here, some people like to bring, like, pyro putty and if you've never heard of pyro putty it's a really cool product it like lights on fire and it'll hold a light for like eight to ten minutes and that costs like twenty dollars for two ounces usually what i do um i'll take a a ziploc bag and you know sometime throughout the year i'll see a birch tree if you didn't know this birch bark is like highly highly flammable so i'll take like a bag of like birch bark around as like a fire starter um, hot tip for you. It works really well. So I have a bag of birch bark from like three years ago. Um, and I've slowly been using it. Like I found a really good tree that was shedding its bark. So I took really big, um, you know, straps of, of bark through the bag and I've been using it ever since. I take two big lighters, uh, because you want to have a backup. No other reason besides that. Um, Carmex, that's like a highly overlooked thing. I feel like, you're out in the middle of the winter and you're out you know on the tops of mountains and you're looking for critters all day long your your lips can get pretty chapped in the wind in the sun 
Last year I got so burnt in the middle of the winter. It was crazy. Like I was extremely burnt and my face felt like leather. So um, it's good to have something like that to kind of rub underneath your nose when your nose drips. It's really cold and windy. It's good to have it for your lips. You can rub it on your cheeks if you need to. Carmex is like, you know, it's petroleum jelly essentially. So it's it's good stuff to have. Um, med kit. I'm not going to go through everything in my med kit, but... Um, you know, it's got, it's got in there what you what you'd think it'd have in there. Like, it's got drugs in case you get sore. It's got some some Advil, some ibuprofen. Um, the specific one that I have, I bought it because the case was yellow. It's called the Adventure Medical Kit, um, and it's ultralight, watertight medical kit, and it's it's made for a group size of like three people. So, you know. The re- like I said, the reason I bought it is because it's yellow. And if, like, let's say that, hey, I cut my finger real bad and I'm with somebody, I'm like, hey, man, go to my pack and grab the yellow, you know, medical kit. Like, it's the only thing that's yellow that I have with me uh, besides the Carmex. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very easily identifiable. And it's something that I think is important in a, in a you know, in a hot minute when you need it. It's good to have. It's something that's bright. I got a lot of orange things, you know, but yellow was like super distinct to me. So that's why I bought it. And it's pretty lightweight, you know, it's got, you know, suturing in there. I've added a couple things to it. Like I added a little bit more ibuprofen than what it came with. And I opened up, make sure I was familiar with everything. I have like this little ACE bandage, um, like ankle compression sleeve um, that I, I put in there additionally. I used to use this during basketball. Um, it's just good. Like if you don't have tape, you don't want to get tape out. Like it's really highly compressive. You can throw it on your ankle. You can throw it on your elbow. You can throw it on your arm or whatever. So that's good, um, to have. It's something I just threw in. It's super lightweight and it's worth it to me. Like if somebody rolls an ankle, it could save the trip. So that's that. Um, roll a toilet paper for a, a week. You know, I, I, it depends what kind, if you're a single ply or a double ply kind of guy, but, uh, um, I would say one roll of single ply can get a man through 10 days. I mean, that's that's what I think it would get me through last year and the years before that on this specific hunt, specifically this hunt. You know, I've taken three quarters of a roll and been totally, totally fine. Um, this year I'm taking double ply because I can afford it. You know what I mean? you got to step up your game in, in different ways, like I said. So I'm taking double ply this year. Um, it's your Your body does something weird. I don't know what it is, but like – you're out in out in the bush somewhere, and you go camping or whatever, and, like, let's say you're a regular, like, you poop every day at, like, 8 a.m. Your body does something where it's, like, it goes into this fight-or-flight mode, and you don't need to poop sometimes. It's really weird. I don't know if I'm the only one, but that's just what I've noticed. So I always put that in, like, a gallon-sized Ziploc bag because it's waterproof, and if your, you know, TP goes wet, it's going to be a long week for you. So hot tip of the day. Um... I'm going to move on to uh, some of my glassing gear. So I don't take a spotting scope. Okay. You can comment why you think that's a good idea that I should, but I just don't. I don't, I don't take a spotting scope with me. I have a pair of Diamondback um, 10 by 42 binoculars. These are not the highest grade binoculars in the world, but, I mean, it gets the job done for me, and I like them. I put them up against higher grade and, you know, more expensive type optics, and you can barely tell the difference. So that's what I have. I'm sure I'll upgrade someday, but this is what I'm using now. I have a bino bandit on it. 
from my uh, the great company at Go Hunt. It's got a nice Go Hunt logo on it, and all the Bino band it does it like goes over the eye cups. And so when you put your face in it, I'm gonna put my face in it right now. It like it cuts out all the glare. So like if you're on you know a ridge glassing and the sun's coming up or going down, it's going right in your eyes. This really helps you kind of cut down on glare. Um, I really highly recommend that. Um, you can get them at Go Hunt, and they're like ten bucks, ten fifteen bucks. It's worth it, worth every penny. Um, I have a uni adapter um, made by uh, Vortex. I don't really like it to be honest with you, but I don't want to spend hundred dollars on a new little piece of metal. I just haven't gotten the courage to do it yet. The reason I don't like it is when you put it. It's almost like if you were to take, you know, like pretend you got like your hand is a cup, and you put your finger down in it. There's like these two little certs on each side that are specifically made for this that it sits right down in it and almost locks in but there's a little bit of play like the machining there's like a little bit of play in it so when you put your face up to it it kind of moves a little bit and it kind of bugs me that's why i don't like it i mean the design's good like the whole concept is good it sits down in there and it's supposed to not move but it does move a little bit and it kind of makes me a little irritated if you don't know what i'm saying i don't know how else to describe it to you i just there's there's better ways to do it um, and there's a couple companies out there that do make better setups, in my opinion. I can't name them off or I can't remember what they're called. Um, I do use a, um, this is an Element Manfrotto tripod. And I'm going to tell you something here. I, I really like it because it is very adjustable. Meaning, like, there's, like, I'm extending the legs now and there's, th there's sorry, there's four um, twisties that kind of loosen and tighten so you can make the legs longer and shorter. The reason that I don't like it, like I, I said I liked it because it was extremely adjustable. The reason I don't like it is because it, it's extremely adjustable. Like sometimes like if you see critters on the side of, you know, you want to you get your glass on some mule deer that you just, you know, bumped or whatever that are 300 yards away and you want to get a quick look at them, it does take like a minute and 20 seconds to get this thing set up. Maybe not a minute, twenty seconds, but it takes a, a fair amount of time, and it's it's highly adjustable. And sometimes you just sit here fiddling with it, and you're trying to get adjusted to your eyes, and you just can't get comfortable. That it it's it's too much, you know. Um, but it, like I said, if you're just you know you getting up early and you're out there and you got you got more than enough time to get set up, like this is a great lightweight option. I can't tell you how many pounds it was, but I remember that had a big deal to do with why I bought it. Um, it's very adjustable. Um, the legs actually fold up towards the top and then it has like you can almost hear it these clicks and there's like different like it'll lock its leg in a certain position so like if you're sitting like I'm sitting on a couch right now and I can just loosen these legs pull the legs out one two three four tighten and I got the other one one two three four tighten and I go to the next one loosen them push them out one two three four tighten now my binoculars i'm gonna grab them and i'm gonna put them in the top and i'm glassing right now so it doesn't take that long it's not right at my eye level so it might take me a couple more seconds to adjust it fully so right now i'm officially you know i'm officially glassing so i'm using a head um the head that i'm using on this tripod it's called the siri siru um, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, but it's S-I-R-U-I, Siru um, VA-5. So the Siru VA-5 glassy and panning head, I love this thing. This is probably the, you know, people are, you know, are gear junkies, they buy lots of gear. Like, 
I this is probably one of the most favorite things that I bought. Um, this panning head is so smooth; it locks well. I can't I cannot highly recommend that enough. If you're you know hunter and you glass, this panning head is phenomenal. It's it's extremely adjustable. It's easy to use. Um, it locks really tight. It's smooth. I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. Recommend it to a friend all day long. Onyx is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have Onyx, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools. Onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies, see public and private boundary lines, and see where you stand in live time. It also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game, literally. It's a no-brainer. If you go on your computer, not your mobile device, to onxmaps.com and use the promo code PaintedArrow, you will receive 20% off your elite or premium subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. There's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. Go Hunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using Go Hunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in. And using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider Subscription Service. Shoepex Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over a thousand new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family-owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARROW5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to Shoepex today. So that's my glassing setup. I'm going to set that over there. Um, so this is a big upgrade that I made this year. Um, one of the problems I was having is you get cold cause you're sitting on, you're, you're sitting on like logs and snow and frosty morning ground. But there's this, there's this product I found at Go Hunt and, uh, it's called a Thermarest Easy Seat and it's just this little lightweight, uh, piece of foam. It almost looks like a, like those foam, um, or sleeping pads that you can buy. Um, that kind of fold up and like a like a rectangle, but it's it's smaller. It's made for your butt and it's really lightweight and it's specifically for sitting on the ground. So I bought one of these and it's super cool. It's got a nice little strap on it. This is a thermi Therma Rest Easy Seat and uh, another product that I would highly highly recommend to a friend. So that's my glassing setup in its entirety. I don't like I said have a spotting scope. Um, I could definitely use them, but I just don't feel that with how thick the brush is in the area that I've been going hunting, um, that it's necessary at this point for me to take, and it's just more added weight, and I have a lot of weight in my pack, it seems like. It adds up quick. Um, I have an orange, 
This is like the Hunter's Specialties brand, if you're familiar with that. It's like the cheap thing that you can get from Walmart or any store. It's just an orange hunting vest. It's really lightweight. It goes on top of your camo. And, uh, yeah, you got to have orange. It's the law. Uh, next, let's see here. This is uh, this is what I call my kill kit. I'm going to start with the, the rubber gloves. <sighs> I don't think I've ever used rubber gloves gutting or skinning animals ever, ever, ever. But I always bring a pair. don't know why. Um, just in case, I guess, just in case I feel like I need them. Uh, I take two, two knives, um, the Havilon repa replaceable blade knife is, is, uh, they, they make a couple of different, they're different brands, but like Gerber makes one, it's their Gerber, Gerber Vital, this is the Havilon, um, don't know what the brand is, or sorry, the, um, the model. But Havilon makes a replaceable blade knife, and that's what I have. I really like it. comes with 12 replaceable blades. And, I mean, they're, like, scaffold sharp. They're so sharp that it will skin through hide like nothing. And I highly, highly recommend that you get one of those, like, replaceable blade ones. Uh, for a long time, I didn't get one because I'm, like, it's kind of wasteful to use a blade and then recycle it. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like, you know, if I'm a mountain man... If I claim to be a hunter, I can sharpen a knife and get it super sharp. But, like, you can't get it this sharp. I'm telling you, you just can't. And uh, they're super easy to take on and off. You just kind of press this little lever here and pull the blade off, and it comes off, and you can put a new one on. I don't take all 12 replaceable blades with me. There's a nice little um, pouch that it comes with. And uh, and basically, I take maybe, what, one, two, like five replaceable blades it's too many you'll never use that many but just just to have um then i also take another like caping knife it's 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 more it's more meant for caping um and things like that i'm not actually processing this critter out in the out in the woods you're gonna skin it you might gut it and you're gonna take some meat off the bone but you're not gonna be out there like slicing through meat like you would on a countertop with a nice butcher block or something like that so I take two knives, one's a replaceable blade that you can really hide with, you know, get through the hide with. And then the other one's uh the other one's a caping blade. And I got that knife, that caping blade. Let me see. Genco Gentry, Gentry Knife Company. Um I won it on Instagram actually. I've never won anything in my life. Literally nothing, but for some reason I entered it, you know, to win a knife cuz his knife's look pretty bad to the bone and I want it. So I've been using his knife a lot. Plug to him. Check out his Instagram page. Um, and another thing I carry in my kill kit is little pieces of like orange. You know, like when you see, uh, you'll see like stakes put in the ground when people are like construction companies are out on like a sidewalk or something about to put in new, you know, something new. They have like all these orange tape wrapped around these little sticks that they tap in the ground. I have taken, I'm admitting to this, yes, I've taken, like, these orange little flags off of these stakes after they've been there for a long time. I'll be like, oh, you know, I've walked past this a hundred times. So I've taken a few of those, maybe, like, I don't know, three feet, and I've cut them up. In case you're trailing blood, it's it's good in the backcountry. If you're out in a place you've never been, you're not familiar with it, it's not your back 40 or 80, that you don't know the area really well. So you might be there at night, and you might shoot a critter, and you might want to flag it and come back in the morning and keep checking. I, I like to have those in my pack in case I do, in case I do harvest, what am I trying to say? In case I do 
want to come back the next day and not lose my place. So I, I usually take some of those. Um, I take some, uh, th- these are new to me this year. Last year I used like Coolabuck. Repl- um, you could actually throw them away, um, but they're made by Coolabuck. So I had this like antimicrobial material game bags that you could put the, the quarters in. And I used those this year in a bear hunt and they worked well. Um, but I, it just seemed wasteful to me like to keep buying um, disposable game bags. So I bought um, the, these are called Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company game bags. And there's different sizes and different quantities that you can buy. I bought the meat on the bone um, ultralight game bags, and it's called the Wapiti um, series. So it's made for, you get, you get five bags, there's a reflective tags on them. And they seem like they're going to work really well. I watched a lot of reviews on them. And there's a couple cool people in the industry that I know use these that have said good things about them in their reviews. So the Wapiti Meat on the Bone Ultralight Game Bag. So basically what I, the way I'm looking at it is I'll have four quarters and I'll have back straps and neck meat and things like that I'll put in the fifth bag. So um, that's that's what I came up with there. Let's see. We made a lot of headway so far. Um, I'm going to kind of transition real quick to uh, more of like food and, and hydration type um, gear. So I have like this... I like the hydration packs, right? My bag has a specific um, place to put a hydration pouch, and uh, this is a this is two liters. This is a two liter hydration bladder with the the hose on it and the mouthpiece, and you can just I mean you just put your mouth up to it and suck out water. These are really great. Um, I love it. I have one that's cheap. It's it's called um, what's the brand here? Outdoor Products. It's the, again I think this is like something I got a long time ago from Walmart. It was like 15 bucks. You can buy more expensive, like Platypus brand or, you know, other other brands that are more hiking oriented that are really high quality. This is, I've been using this for a long time. It's lasted well. Um, so that is what it is. I've not needed to upgrade it yet. Usually I buy gear and then when I find something I don't like about it, there's something that something has a better feature on it or it lasts longer until it breaks. I don't really upgrade it. So this has not failed me yet. Knock on wood. I do have a separate um, platypus. It's two liters as well. You just put water in it. That's all it's made for. And um, this works really well for, like, you know, if you know you're going to go camp somewhere and there's no water, no stream nearby, you can you, you can fill these up. They don't weigh anything, and you can have it in your pack in case you need to, you know, have water. Everybody needs water. So that's that. I've got a 32-ouncer wide mouth Nalgene bottle. Some people like narrow. I like the wide. Um, um, okay, so I'm not going to go through food like super in-depth at all, um, but I use Mountain House meals. I have my, you know, before I get to that, actually, it is paramount, okay? I'm going to make a big point here and a big plug for dry dry bags. You need to have a good dry bag, and I'll tell you why. Okay. All of your food goes in this bag. Just think about that. All your food goes in your dry bag. You don't want to be eating wet food, man. I'm telling you you don't. I have a cheap this is not this is not a name brand, this is an outdoor products brand. I think I got this from Walmart when I was sixteen years old. It's worked for me ever since. It's good, it's durable. It's I can't remember how many liters this is. Let's see if it says on here. Um, it's pretty big. I think it's 
it's got to be close to 25 liters. I'm going to take things out of here um, one by one and tell you what I got in here. But your food goes in this bag, and this is what you hang up at night. So, like, you know, you got your granola bar. Everything that smells. If you're in bear country and you're worried about bears or whatever, you want to put everything that smells. Chapstick, you know, deodorant, toothpaste. Everything goes in this bag at night, and you hang it in a tree. And you cinch it down. You get all the air out. You roll it down, and you clip these clips right here. And then you put your, you just thread your your line through it. And you can just throw a carabiner on your, your paracord. You throw that carabiner over a nice limb. Make sure it's pretty good off the ground and away from the trunk of the tree. And hoist it up in the air. So you want to have it to be dirt. This is something very important. You don't want to skimp out. You want to find a good dry bag. Something that's going to last you. Um, so here, I'm just going to pull out um, big big mountain house guy. Okay, Big mountain house guy. I like these granola ones uh, with, with milk and blueberries that are freeze-dried in it. You literally just add water. You don't have to heat up the water. You just add water. That's it. Um, and it, it, it tastes so good. I'm telling you what. I'm a big granola guy, too. Like, if I were to, like if you look in my cabinets, I have granola cereal. I, I truly enjoy granola. Some people don't like granola, but I love it. So they have these granola with blueberries. Like, this is what I eat on a normal basis, and it tastes very, very good. So I have a bunch of those. And then just to quickly, I'm not going to dive into food like I said, but I always take um, jerky. This year we're making jerky uh, made from the bear that I shot um, in September. I always take trail mix. I always take Cliff Bars or some type, you know, some type of a bar. Quick protein, quick calories, easy to pack. Um, and I always take coffee and tea. Never thought I'd be a tea guy, but tea, like, it just it gives you energy. It gives you good feelings. It's got a good smell to it. It's got a good flavor. Like it just wakes you up. You know, when you're up on the mountain glassing, it's it's nice to have. Um, the different mountain house meals I really like, though. I think I talked about this on a different podcast a while ago. Um, I don't know the podcast episode, or I'd plug it. But, you know, the breakfast skillet one's great by Mountain House. Um, they have um, beef stroganoff. <laughs> That's a good one, beef stroganoff. Um, so, jet boiler. I got a jet boiler. It works really well. My girlfriend bought me this a long time ago. Um, she and I both use it all the time. Um you know, as I go on in life here, at higher altitudes, this thing doesn't work so well. Um, like, you press this little button on the side, and it like ign it's the igniter, right? The igniter doesn't ignite the flame and the butane at high altitudes. I've noticed, like, anything above 7,000 feet, like, it struggles. I've heard that there's butane specific for, like, high altitude. Um, never found it and never used it. Don't know if it works or if it does. I, I don't I don't know anything about it. But it just seems too much of a chore to me to have to buy high-altitude butane. Like, I just want to go to Walmart. Not Walmart, but, you know, just go to the general grocer and buy butane. I don't want to have to worry about getting high-fancy-altitude butane. So, <laughs> I've heard the MSR um, has, like, a... Uh, you know, a stove, packable camping stove that boils really well. The reason I like the the jet boiler is because it's like a, it's got a nice spout on it. It's got a nice handle. I love this thing. I probably won't buy another one for a long time just because it's it's so nice. I mean, it's jet boiler. You know, no, knock. I'm not knocking it like totally. I just wish that it would light a little bit better in high altitude. 
Um, but it's great. It's got a little coffee spout on it, so you can like pour really easily. It's got a cap. The coolest thing about Jet Boiler is it's uh it, like when you like there's like a little clear sleeve on the outside so that it like turns orange when the water's boiling. I think that's fabulous. Um, quick plug to Jet Boil and quick cons to Jet Boil. Um, like I said, butane. I usually take. There's like a big. Let's see how many ounces this size, so I can be specific. All right, I don't see any. One's four ounces and one is eight ounces. Okay, so the four ounces is the smaller butane canister and the eight is the little bit bigger one and they have like a jumbo one. I never buy that one because it's too big. Cool thing about the four ounce one is it fits inside the jet boil. It's one compact, you know, complete system and then the eight ounce is just a little bit bigger, lasts a lot longer. Um, for two guys, I mean, you might you might say that I'm wrong, but I'm telling you I'm not. The little four ounce butane canister doesn't matter what brand, if it's MSR, if it's Sterno, whatever brand you take, it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you right now, one little thing of four ounce butane will last two grown men all day, every day for a week, no problem, no problem. Um, I always bring two just because it's like if you don't have food, you have to hike out, and if for some reason a butane canister went bad or it ran out or whatever, um. That would suck to end your trip because of a stupid butane canister failing on you. But I usually take two just because of that, but I've never had to go through more than one. I always buy a new one before I go out, it seems like. If I know there's a half-used one, I'll use that as my backup and just use it around the truck making coffee when I'm not, like, dependent on it for my food, if that makes sense. Nobody wants to end their hunt early, right? Nobody. Um, coffee. Cup. Everybody's a different coffee cup. Mine has, like, the handle is a, a carabiner, so you can just, you know, tag it on something. It's kind of nice. Um, coffee crystals, absolute must. I use the instant just because it's easiest. Another thing you can do is take, um, you can take coffee filters, put coffee in it, like, really high, you know, do this beforehand, right? You get, you get uh, like, your favorite coffee. You put it inside the filter, and then you, like, take some dental floss or something and tie it and then you can snip off the excess filter and that's really really good coffee it's like a tea bag but with coffee that you made yourself and that's pretty good um if you don't like crystallized coffee um okay two things i'm going to mention and then we're gonna we're gonna move on from the food and hydration category here so i water filter okay there's two things i take i'll take if you if you if you follow the podcast, you know that last year we had a failure of the water filter. I use I have a Catadin, um, Catadin Water Pro, I think. No, it's called the Hiker. Catadin, sorry, Catadine, Catadine Hiker Water Filter, and it's like a pump, right? You pump it in and out. It sucks the water from a creek, and it puts it in your jar. It's really nice. Last year it, it didn't work because it got really cold. So this year. Um, I'm taking droplets, iodine tabs, and that's just a little bit easier. Like it doesn't freeze. It might not taste good, um, you know, as good as normal pumping water, but it's not going to freeze and like put me in a situation where I have to like leave because of it. So I'm bringing both those tablets and the Catadine Hiker water filter. Um, another thing that I'm going to plug here, <laughs> I have this. Sea to Summit spork, a long spork. And the thing about it that I really like is that you can get deep into those mountain house meals. 
and it's it allows you to really really get deep in that bag and get the corners out i love this thing it's lightweight and it works really really well and uh i think that's everything in my my dry sack okay i have a couple things that i don't have here that i just kind of jotted down in my notes i'm going to go through um, one of the big areas that I haven't mentioned anything about is like your actual clothing. I use everything first light gear. Um, you know, I'm not going to really touch on that, but I usually take, I, I don't take more than two pairs of boxers and three pairs of socks and then everything else I just wear the whole time. Like I'm not taking two jackets. I'm not taking two pairs of gaiters. I'm not taking two pairs of the big ticket items, but I am taking three pairs of socks for a nine day trip and I am taking two pairs of wool boxers wool is the key that's that's the thing it doesn't hold scent and it breathes really well so um I, you always need to bring your license that's kind of obvious but i just want to touch on it because it's something you got to have you got to have your license with you i usually put that in my bino um chest harness that's another thing i didn't mention was the harness um again this the chest harness is something you put your binoculars in and it works really well um to kind of put your your license in the back of it there's a little zipper pocket on mine so um gloves obviously i'm taking my gloves i have merino um gloves i have a couple different pairs of gloves everybody's got different pairs of gloves so i'm not going to touch into that too much um i have a vortex rangefinder it's an 1800 yard um, capacity basically you can range anything from 1800 yards and in. i don't think i've ever ranged anything past like a thousand yards but we have the capability to go out to 1800 um boots Boots are a huge deal. Um, that's one of those ticket items, too, that can really ruin your trip. I have Irish Setter boots. Uh, they're 400 grams of insulation um, for winter um, hunting. That seems to do a really good job for me. So that's that's the boots that I'm wearing. I usually bring a backup pair just in case all else fails. Last year we had really wet feet, and it kind of sucked. So I'm bringing an extra pair of boots this year. I have them in the truck just in case. I need to go get some new, you know, fresh boots on. Um I got a big grizzly cooler. It's a 165 quart cooler. You can fit a body in that thing. I'm telling you, it is huge. Uh, that stays in the truck, obviously, but it's something that I bring on my on all my hunts. Um, doesn't matter if it's a whitetail hunt or a bear hunt or whatever. Um, I just took that on both this bear hunt and the whitetail hunt that I went to in Tennessee. Um, it's a great cooler. Um, obviously, I'm taking a bugle tube and some some reeds as well as a cow call to call the critters in um as i mentioned gators that's a huge huge ticket item too that's like shouldn't be overlooked it's waterproof it's actually warms your legs a lot from your kneecaps down to your your ankles um and it keeps it waterproof when you're walking through muck and stuff like that it doesn't it doesn't ruin your pants so get a good pair of gators to go with you on on a backcountry hunting trip and then um another kind of like cool thing um that i had in my notes here like i always make sure to do this but this is like something exceptional that everybody should do so i, I mentioned that 32 ounce wide mouth nalgene bottle i always take tape and i'll wrap tape around the nalgene bottle um, i put electrical tape and i put duct tape around my bottle the reason i do this is it's really lightweight first off it's not hard to do it doesn't take up space the duct tape is really good for blisters. If you get, you know, a hot spot on your foot, you can rip off a piece of duct tape and put a, you know, right on your skin. Take your feet off, you know, take your your um, your boots off, your socks off, 
air out your feet, let them dry for a second. Even if it's 30 degrees out, do this. Air out your feet, get the sweat off, and then put a piece of duct tape over your heel or wherever this blister is, and that really, really lessens the load on that blister. Um, on the electrical tape side of things, I've used this to patch tarps. Um, I've used it to hold, I mean, it's, it's you know what I mean, it's one of those... One of those things that you can just use on anything. Um, some people like to bring zip ties. I I haven't been bringing a whole lot of zip ties in my hunts. Um, I'm sure I could find a use for them, but I don't know. Just haven't done it. Uh, but that's another hot tip. Putting tape around your water bottle. That's a real hot tip. Um, some people like to bring these, like, um, uh, what do you call these? The goo packets. Quick calories, quick caffeine. And it, it, it tastes pretty good. Um, my favorite flavor is a salted watermelon. They're like really small. And you, like I said, they're like goo. It, usually ultra marathoners use these. That's kind of what I use them for is exercising. If I'm going on a long cycle ride or I'm going running. It's quick calories and it makes you feel good on the trail. You can just squeeze it in your mouth real quick and it's it's done. Quick calories. So, wow, I just talked for 51 minutes. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Um you know, I can't say it enough that uh, you don't need all the all the fancy gizmos and gadgets to go hunting to have a good time. But I will be the first person to tell you that gear is fun and it's necessary. Um, certain things are put on a higher pedestal. Like you got to have a pack, right? You got to have a pack to put your stuff in. You got to have a gun. Um, you know, how much money you spend on those things, it doesn't really matter. I mean, of course, usually general rule of thumb is the more money you spend the better product you're going to get it's pretty obvious right but you know you don't need to spend all this money just to go hunt elk you don't need to do it um however the type of hunting that i like to do the backcountry hunting you know packing way in and staying a long time it, it has a lot to do with how good your gear holds up like i've I've actually multiple times now been tempted to leave the hunting woods because of gear failure, and that's like not something I want to deal with. Therefore, I have upgraded a lot of my gear over the years, so this is not something that I just went out and bought, right? This is something that I've like progressively, continually added to my gear set over the years. I mean, over I'm talking over like 10 years of back, you know, going backpacking, right? It all started actually with me and my girlfriend. We we backpacked in the Smoky Mountains like 10 years ago or something like that um, and that's not 10 years ago it was seven years ago um, and that's really when like we bought packs right we bought packs off offline we bought headlamps and you know I've gone through so many headlamps I've gone through so many you know coils of paracord and batteries and um, there's a few things that I haven't you know upgraded like this jet boiler I've never had to upgrade that I've never had to upgrade my my platypus water pouch I've never had to upgrade my tent like once you buy these big ticket items you can continue to kind of grow your your gear um, I tell you what I have bought a lot of though cliff bars you gotta have you gotta have good food with you when you go um, we should probably do another podcast specifically on like food preparation and things like that I think it'd be a cool podcast to kind of follow up with but uh, I really appreciate you guys listening along um, Please, if you have comments or questions or about things that you heard today, you can go to Painted Arrow's website, and that's paintedarrowoutdoors.com. Um, go on there, and there's a contact tab, and there's like a form. You throw your email in there, and you can put a comment in, and then I get a notification to my inbox on my phone, and I can respond to you pretty quickly. 
Um, and I, I actually thoroughly enjoy that when people chime in after your podcast that they've listened to that I've done because it's it just kind of shows that people are out there listening. So um, please, if you if you want to comment on anything I said or want me to clarify more, please do. Or if you have a tip for me, because I'm always down for a hot tip. But uh, um, yeah, if you, you want to hear more about clothing, um, we could probably dig into clothing a little more. I didn't really do a whole lot of that, but I think everybody kind of figures out what they like. Um, in that sense. So again, thank you for listening. If you have comments, go to Painted Arrow's website, paintedarrowoutdoors.com. Go to the contact tab on the top and fill that out. And then uh, I'll get that to my phone, like I said. So thanks guys for listening along. Hopefully you enjoyed this gear dump um, that I did here. And uh, you guys have a great day and have a good time hunting if you're out there hunting right now. And if you're not, good luck on your future trip. Thank you. See ya.